0: Today is Sunday, March 16, 2008. To episode number one of the Dual Boot Podcast. In this episode, Spencer and Steven talk about web applications like Google Docs and web services like Flickr. Please wait while I connect you to the show. Alrighty. Welcome. Welcome. First episode of the Dual Boot Podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm Spencer and I'm Steven. Alright, today we're going to talk about the best web applications and the best web services. Uh, Web applications are like um, uh, Nebo, which replaces desktop uh, uh, instant messaging applications. And web services, I'll let him tell you about that.
1: Web services are basically things you're probably more familiar with, um, like Flickr and things like that. You've probably used web applications or web services before but you just didn't know what you were using. Things like Google Docs or, you know, even Gmail could be considered a web service.
0: But we're not going to be covering Gmail today. All right, let's jump right into it. First, um, I think we have Google Docs.
1: Yep, first up, we have Google Docs. And I think that out of all of these, this is probably one of the most well-known. Google Docs, in a nutshell, if you've never heard of it, is basically an online, word processor replacement but it's more than a word processor it's also a spreadsheet program and also for presentations so to replace something like Keynote or um, PowerPoint as well as uh, word and pages and then numbers and so on and so forth you know. Uh, It's very convenient, very easy to use it's definitely a lot freer than a lot of the desktop apps and it's also cross-platform. It runs directly in the browser Uh, just like everything here, that anything that we're going to talk about today, uh, because that's the whole thing about web apps is that, that they are all cross-platform in that they can run on Macs, PCs, Linux, anything with a web browser. Some of these have to um, have flash installed. So on mobile browsers, let's say on the iPhone, for example, you might not be able to run all of these things, but that's a different thing entirely.
0: Yeah. Um, Actually, one of the nice things for me, about uh, Google Docs, um, I don't think you mentioned is collaboration. Um, oh, yeah. That's one of the, that's the way we made. Um, we actually have a list here of things we're going to be covering, and yeah, that's, that's one cool. of the ways that we made this uh, podcast possible. Um, you know, we were both editing it at the same time. It's very real time.
1: Oh yeah, and the collaboration features, as in Google Docs, as well as all the other Google appli- um, Google online applications, are very good. I mean it's just above all i mean you could use other things like zoho notes and things like that but just the fact that everybody is on google and everybody has a google address because once you sign up for a google address it it could be your gmail it could be your um, google docs account it could be your google calendar account it's all the same and so i can simply sign into google documents and uh, use it for anything. It's the same as my Gmail account, and it's much more than business and stuff like that. I This is a really great tool for school because at school, we um, our school is very lucky to have a um, one laptop per child thing, not necessarily an OLPC, but we do have um, laptops for everybody, and so when I'm at school and I have to work on things, instead of automatically going to Word and start typing up my notes, I go to Google Docs, because then when I get home on my Mac, without having to convert anything, without having to you know, do anything like that, download anything, I can just simply open, right, open it right up and continue working. And it works right in Safari. That's another thing um, Google Docs, I've noticed, um, really uh, does this a lot, but you have to have certain browsers, like WebKit um, in Safari, so some browsers will not work with Google Docs and vice versa. But that's not a really big deal. It works in major browsers like Firefox, Safari and IE.
0: Actually, and just a recommendation from me. Um you probably don't know. I live in Windows and Steven lives in Mac. Uh I use f I use Firefox and Safari as my main browsers. But uh Google Docs and actually most of the services I'm gonna, we're going to be talking about today do not run very well in Internet Explorer 7. They do pretty good in Internet Explorer 6, but IE 7 is horrible. It just doesn't work. Um, yeah, actually, on our on our page, you can see uh, we have a new get Firefox button because uh, you know Internet Explorer it just doesn't work with a lot of the stuff we're talking about today. I
1: think that's just a general statement. Internet well, Explorer yeah. is just bad. Yeah.
0: Okay, one more thing about Google Docs is that uh, it has a mobile interface. Uh, You know, some of the things we're going to be talking about today, you can't use on your phone because it requires stuff like Flash or Java. But uh, Google Docs is mostly, I'm pretty sure it's mostly HTML. Uh, It's ad, well, it's uh, Flash ad free. It only has some text ads. Uh, But they have a mobile interface, so... You can use it on your iPhone, you can use it on your uh, Windows mobile-based phone, uh, you can use it on your uh, Symbian or Nokia phone, um, uh, or any, like, you know, another phone that uses a proprietary uh, operating system on the yeah, phone. Yeah, anything,
1: uh, anything from Opera Mobile to the iPhone browser, it will all work. Now, I do have to point out, I know this from personal experience, that on Google, on the iPhone, I don't know about other phones, I assume it's um, still true, um... When you're on the iPhone, you can look at your Google Documents, but you cannot edit them, which is um, quite annoying. But I guess there is a point to it. I don't know. Po- there possibly is some. But I haven't been able to find one, and that's quite annoying. But I can't look at them. I can't look at my notes, but I can't edit them.
0: Yeah. Uh, if, if the, that's true on other mobile browsers. I went into, I actually, before you did this, Yesterday, I went into the Verizon and AT&T stores in the mall, and I tested uh, I tested a couple of these mobile interfaces out on uh, phones, and uh, that was one of the main things on Google Docs. You could not edit; you could uh, you could view you could view them, but you could not edit them. And now, um, one of the things about uh, and actually, I think this is built... Uh, we're not really going to touch on a lot of the other Google services today, like Gmail and Google Calendar, although those yeah. actually are uh, web applications and services. They're kind of both. Yeah. Uh, they really go hand in hand. But I think this platform was built mainly for uh, Google Calendar and then adapted to fit Google Docs. And so, you know, you could see why you wanted to edit your calendar, but uh, some of the things, you know... Yeah, on yeah. a QWERTY, typing on a QWERTY keyboard is no pleasant, no pleasant trip. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but in anybody who's maybe not familiar with Google Docs, but is familiar with um, OS X specifically Leopard, um, I think you will find that it's they're they're very similar in some ways, or you know, vice versa, if you're familiar with Google Docs but not OS X. Um, things like. You know, I call them the i applications, with mail and iCalendar and address book and all that kind of stuff. Not iCalendar, iCal. And then all the various Google applications. They all um, fit together and they all um, uh, work with each other quite seamlessly. I mean, I can email a Google Doc with Gmail in one click. I can, and the same as Mail, if I need to make an appointment, I just simply hover my mouse over the date and I add it to my calendar. It's that simple. I mean, it just can't get any more easy.
0: Exactly. Yeah, Google Docs is a really kind of important one. Um, We kind of spent a while on this one because it was really kind of big. And we touched on some of the other ones. The next one I think we kind of want to talk about is Nebo. Yep. Uh, And actually, I guess I'll let you cover this one too.
1: All right. Well, um, Mebo is really great. Um, uh, some people probably haven't heard about this. Um, anyway, in a nutshell, it's basically an online instant messenger where you can log into your multiple accounts. Um, let's see, those are uh, ICQ, Jabber, AIM, Yahoo, MSN, and Google Talk, which is really useful. You can log into them all at once, and then it's all right through the browser. You can even pop out the contact list and the various um, chat bubbles, not chat bubbles, uh, chat windows, and talk to all your friends at once right there. So it doesn't matter if you're on your home computer that has, you know, for instance, iChat installed or whatever. Um, it doesn't matter where you are. You can be on any computer and log into your instant messenger. And yeah. It's a very clean interface. It's very easy to use. It's in I don't believe it's in—it's not in beta anymore, but it's—it's it's really useful. There are another two features that, about Mebo that I really want to point out are your Mebo ID, which I already have my own Mebo ID. So instead of having to individually put in your username and password to every single one of the services, you can just put in your Mebo ID and it already knows which services you're connected to, or can connect to. And then, uh, oh yeah, okay, also there's a lot of social features, and I haven't used these so much, but things like meebo Rooms and things like that, where they're kind of online chat rooms, and so you can collaborate with a lot of people at once and talk to people on a specific subject. So let's say, um, I've checked these out before, there's like a chat room on dogs, and so it's just a bunch of people who happen to be on meebo then who like dogs, and you can all talk about dogs at the same time
0: yeah one of the things that uh, we're trying to get built into the dual boot website is a service that mebo does it's called mebo me uh you can find it it's a cool idea it's www.mebo.me.com. um actually and the website for this is mebo.com
1: Yeah, yeah they're is all
0: yeah mebo me is an alpha, yeah, me alpha but basically what it is it's a flash widget uh, you know with the embedded code just like stuff on youtube uh, you copy, you set it up and you can put it on a website. And when you're online, uh, you know even in Google Talk or some other a- desktop application, uh, it'll let it' it'll, it'll beam it out and it'll show that you're online on the on the website or your blog or whatever. And uh, then when it says the, it says you're online, uh, so if somebody had a question about the like, for example, if somebody had a question about our podcast and we get this needle meet up and running. Uh, and it said we are online. They could simply click Mebo me, and then a the chat window would open up, so they could chat. You know, hey, I was wondering at you know one minute and thirty two seconds, what's that? What's that about? Or what's this about? And uh, that's kind of an important thing. Uh, you know, it's kind of a big part of Mebo. You know, it's just it's it's a it's a great service. Um, you know, some of the things that I know Steven uses a lot, he actually replaced most of his desktop applications.
1: All of them, uh, with like Mebo, all of them actually. Yep. So, um. Anyways, that's Mebo for you. And uh, actually, okay, wait a minute. One. I'd like to um talk about that for just one one quick second because this that's is cool. one of the amazing things about Mebo. It's not just if I'm on another computer, I can you know instant message. Uh, I what I do is I use this. This is another subject, but it's this um, desktop application called Fluid, which I think it's at fluidapp.com. You can check it out. It's for OS 10, And anyway, what it does is it creates an SSB or a site-specific browser for certain web applications. And so this is really useful for things like that. One of the main things that I use it for is for Mebo, And so it just creates like this Mibo application, quote-unquote, which is really just a, you know, when you click on it, it just launches a browser. That logs me into Mebo, and then I can pop out the buddy list. And just like that, I have the same thing as iChat or Adium or anything like that. Right there, and it's free, and it's easy to use, and it's a lot better than any other application. And I love how I can log into multiple things. Now, you might be saying, well, what's the difference between this and something like Adium? Why would I ever need to use this? If I'm something like Adium. Well, in Adium and other applications such as Pigeon, I believe it is, for Windows. Um, and Trillium? Yeah. You can log into multiple services, but let's say I can't, if I'm on AIM, I can't talk to somebody who's using Gtalk. Where I can do that in Adium. And so if I had a new friend and he or she is on Yahoo Messenger, I have to get a Yahoo Messenger account. Unlike with Adium where I can just use my AIM account. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it's worth it.
0: It's totally worth it. It's totally awesome. Uh, You know, one of the things that uh, actually last year, I'm pretty sure it was in the... Something called the Webware 100, which is uh, it's still going on now. CNET's, um, yeah, it's actually still there now. It's uh, it's something it's, called CNET. Yeah, it's uh, something called CNET's, Um, you know, web list uh, of good at web applications and web services.
1: I've already voted. I'll get a web server.
0: Sorry. Yeah, me too. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. Yeah. Um, well, I think we have the next thing to talk about. Uh, what would that be?
1: That would be SlideRocket, and uh, it seems that Spencer seems to be the expert on SlideRocket. Let's hand it over to him. All right. Well, SlideRocket is that awesome application that uh, replaces
0: that's aiming to replace um, a lot of desktop applications. Uh, for examples of um, uh, Microsoft Office PowerPoint and Keynote, um, you know, a lot of Apple people are thinking, well, how can you replace Keynote's awesome quality effects and, you know, cool, spinny things and nice transitions. And trust me, I've been jealous of you guys for a long time. But now I have my weapons at hand. Uh, it's called SlideRocket. It's an awesome web application. One of the bad things about it is it's in something called private beta, so you have to put your name on a list and then wait for a long time to get into SlideRocket. But uh, if you have a chance to check it out, uh, it's SlideRocket.com. But anyways, let me get into the details of this. That um, the, okay, so Slide Rocket is an awesome thing that makes helps you make Keynote-quality presentations. Like, quality presentations with those awesome transitions like Steve Jobs uses in his fabulous, dazzling keynotes that seems to wow everybody in the world. Uh, um, <laughs> anyways, but uh, what's nice is it's a web application. So not only does it work on Mac OS X, like Keynote, it works on um, Windows, it works on Linux, it works on... Um, some mobile phones, uh, you know some, uh, and you can actually edit it on some mobile phones. <laughs> Any I'm sorry, OS 10. Um, so um, <laughs> um, So that just kind of that works. Um, uh, yeah, and what's really nice about it is you know, I know from experience because I'm a Windows user. It's really difficult to try to email a, to email a uh, PowerPoint document or a keynote document. Because with me, I like to wow my with my PowerPoint. Like, you know, uh, you have to add effects, you add images, sometimes you add video. And it's really hard to email those because you have to keep all of the original files. But what's yep, really yep. nice about SlideRocket, excuse me, is because it's web-based, um, you're able to uh, just send a link to it and somebody can watch it just like they're watching it on your screen, and mm-hmm. um, you know, it it's kind of it's kind of touching on the whole Apple thing uh, because they ha- give you the ability to present a conversation, to present the presentation to a colleague or a group of colleagues, not you, and also have you uh, voicing, having you have a voiceover over it in real time while they're listening to it. And if they want, they can chat with you. Uh, They can, you know, say, well, what about this? And you can mention it. And you can also let them have a voice so they can speak as well. Um, And that's a really convenient feature. I think that totally, that's like, um, you know, that's presentations like only a web application could do. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really nice. But, you know, again, my complaint, it's in private beta. So it, um... So they're only letting a limited number of people use it, and they totally limit how many people use it. But my dad, um, he got an account, he signed up a long time ago. He got an account, and uh, he let me play with it for a little bit for this podcast, and he, it's really awesome. So I'd recommend going over there, www.sliderocket.com. Uh, sign up for their private beta. Um, you know, they, it's uh, it's an awesome application. They keep releasing new builds every month. Uh, you know, it's just a really awesome application. Huh?
1: Yep. That's all I have for
0: SlideRocket.
1: That's really keynote? great. I, I didn't realize that I'd have full support for Keynote. That's one of the things that I find, you know, especially with something like Google Docs, is iWork is such a great thing, but Google Docs doesn't support that. I can have a PowerPoint presentation and then, you know, finish it off in uh, Google Docs, but I can't do the same for Keynote.
0: I think one of the things that's uh, the best about that is the only reason that this can do it is because it has those keynote effects. You know, yeah. you know Steve Jobs' infamous, um, infamous like effects that the spinny and the sparkly and the stuff in yeah. his presentations. Or you know, even anybody if you've ever seen a professional keynote presentation, like yeah. you know that um, stuff like that. Yeah, it, it and that's why you can do it there. Yep. That's all I have for Slide Rocket and I think that's all you have. So let's move on to to Flickr online photo sharing. I'll let you take the rest of that.
1: All right. Thank you. Uh, Flickr. I think a lot of people know about Flickr and certainly people that might be listening to this podcast. Um, if you haven't signed up for a Flickr account already, I think you should right now before I even start talking about it. That's how amazing Flickr is. Um, it's at www.flickr.com. And that's F-L-I-C-K-R, no E. Um, a lot of people get that mixed up there. But anyway, Flickr.com. It's basically um, online photo sharing. So I can upload my pictures to Flickr, and it, basically at its at the core, it, I can send links of my pictures to people, and so that they can view them online. But it's much more than that. There's lots of you know groups and things like that. So we can have groups of different pictures. But it's not just the pictures. There's also chat and things not, necess- not necessarily instant messaging, but like um more like a forum kind of thing um yeah. yeah it's i mean i can go on and on about this maybe uh another thing that i really like to do with Flickr. two things that i that i want to point out i'm not going to go into it right now but um Skitch for mac os 10 and soon windows i believe um i integrate that with my Flickr account. And so when I do take a screenshot with Skitch, I upload it right to my Flickr account and then I can view it online and everybody can view it online. Yeah. Um, another great thing. Yeah. Another great thing is the um, organization features, which it's, I mean, it's just incredibly easy to organize with sets and things like that. Now I do have to point out that um, these feet and um, Flickr is great, but to really experience the full Flickr, you have to have a pro account. Which, I mean, there's just little things like you can only have up to three sets to organize your pictures. You can only be in certain amount of groups, I think, something like that. You're limited to 200 pictures at once. Just things like that. You know, online storage. But, I mean, Flickr, I'm kind of just rambling on here because I don't even know where to start. Um, There's geotagging, just great geotagging. There's tons and tons of people on Flickr. It's a wonderful tool and you just have to check it out right now just go check it out
0: <laughs> well yeah i actually i need you to explain to me what's geotagging
1: geotagging okay i'm sorry uh geotagging is it's not very common right now but soon with new digital cameras it should be more common what it is is okay say i'm on a vacation right and i take a picture and you're like oh this building is beautiful i wonder where this was taken instead of having to you know type it in, in a tag or in the metadata of the picture um, inside of the metadata of the picture, it's a, a, um, a coordinate, like a geographical coordinate. And so this especially is great inside of Flickr, so I can just click on the picture. And then um, if there is a, a geotagging metadata in the picture, I can just click on it right there, and it'll show me a map of exactly where that picture is, and then where my other pictures are um, were taken on Flickr. It's things like that. Yeah, that's
0: in, that, okay, thanks for sending that. That sounds cool. I'll have to check that out. One of the things I want to mention about Flickr is that it's nice because it's so easy. Um, yeah. Recently, actually, it was bought by Yahoo. Uh, so yeah, now it's a Yahoo awesome. company. So if you have a Yahoo mail account or one of the other Yahoo services, I think like MapQuest and stuff like that, you can just uh, you know you can just log in with your Yahoo account. Again, it's not as integrated as Google Docs and all the Google services. But they're getting there, uh, you know, they're really, they're close-knit, they just work.
1: Oh yeah, it's definitely getting there. Yeah. It's, it's great.
0: And, um, actually I'll mention this now, it integrates with a web service, a web application called Picnic, uh, which we'll be talking about later. Mm-hmm. All right, what else is there about Flickr?
1: Um, I think that's pretty much about it. It's, like I mentioned, it's free. Um, until you decide to make it not free, um, it's twenty four ninety five a year. Um, just that's for a one year pro account, but you have other plans, so you can, you know, pay less for only six months, etc., etc. Or um,
0: you can just go without a pro account. That's what I do because I'm not. Uh, Steven is a big photo person.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm not a big photo person, but um, you know, it, it's just it's awesome. It's 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 awesome. You know.
1: Yeah,
0: it's great. I think next you're going to talk about uh, a new service that's recently become not beta, it's recently become public, uh, Mm -hmm. called Hulu. And what's that?
1: Well, I think that we can both kind of share Hulu here. Uh, I actually learned about Hulu through Spencer, and I soon have discovered Hulu to be a, a wonderful tool. Well, not necessarily a tool, but let me just explain here a second. Hulu is online television and I guess you could say it's like YouTube but specifically for TV and it can show you whole entire episodes or clips of certain episodes so I find that useful maybe funny parts and Family Guy or something like that or SNL where you only want the little tiny parts right that are really funny um, yeah. and it was launched, it's it's, it's totally legal may I, may I first say that Because when I talk about this, people are like, oh that can't be legal These are actual television shows And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's not like YouTube Where the quality suffers or anything It's not HD, but it's, it's nice
0: It's nice, and, and one of the things about it Is that uh, they integrate with They uh, partnered with NBC And Fox, mostly They have other networks on there too But mostly NBC and Fox
1: It's mostly NBC and Fox that teamed up on this And for right now it's free And I'm just going to go ahead and say that it's going to be free, but you really have to check because by the time you you see this, it might not be free. Because I think that this is one of those things that are going to be free for now, but then people are going to be disappointed when you have to pay for it. But I think that it would be worth paying for. It's it's very, very good. Now, uh, it just went public like a week ago, maybe less. And so they have a few new features. I just noticed an HD gallery of high definition. And a movie gallery. In, in a movie that I didn't even know about this because now they are new feature since it just went public before it was in private beta and so yeah I I use this a lot it's at hulu.com h-u-l-u.com it's really great, you have to check it out
0: yeah and one of the things about Hulu um, we keep saying it's legal it's legal, uh, you might not uh, but one of the things about it is the way that they are able to make this free and legal is they have a uh, Small, I think up to fifteen. I think fifteen or thirty-second ads.
1: Yeah.
0: In between, uh, like you know maybe during commercial breaks. So it's kind of like watching it on TV, but instead of having two minutes and twenty seconds of ads, you have like thirty seconds, and they're yeah. sponsored by cool companies that are actually have kind of funny ads. To me, mm-hmm. um,
1: yeah. yeah. So instead of having to, you know, sit through a whole entire thing of like, you know five-minute ads. It's just a little 15-second ad, and you can really tell how Hulu doesn't want you to have to sit through these ads. There's even a, a countdown that tells you how much time you have left. So um, there are ads, but it, it doesn't get in the way. You don't need to worry about them. And so no matter where you are, no matter what you're using, all you need is a webcam and an internet connection to be able to um, use Cameroid. And so for those of you who aren't familiar with Photo Booth it just takes pictures of you through your webcam and then you can do multiple things once you've already taken these pictures. You can save them to the Cameroid public uh, public thing so anybody can see them. Or you can uh, download them as a JPEG so that you can have them right on your computer. Nobody else can see them, but they're on your computer and you can send the link to friends so that they can download it too, which is really good. I like that. Yeah. Or you can just right from there without even having to save it or anything just print it out and so i think that this is definitely really good for a boring sunday afternoon (laughs) i've (laughs) done that a couple times oh yeah uh same here so um you can do different things just like you know taking a normal picture but who wants to do that anymore you can do different filters which are really cool including you know like comic book effects night night things uh night vision Thermal and... X-ray. Yeah, X-ray, that's pretty cool. And then you can distort it all sort of different ways, just like in uh, in Photobooth. Like, you know... Similar to Photobooth. Yeah, go ahead.
0: One that twirls your face or one that twirls it, and it's actually applied to the live effect. So, like, you know, you can move your head around and it moves the twirl thing around, too. Yep. And so uh, one of the nice things about it, too, is that, uh, you know, with all these, with all of these, they're, uh, you know, you can look at your face doing it. You can pick what you're gonna do, and then um, I'm not sure if it's like photo booth, but I know that when you're in at least Windows, uh, it it counts down from three and then it snaps the picture. And the browser window, they're expecting that you're gonna be in full screen mode, and the whole uh, the little text area in the in browser, at least in Firefox for me, uh, it it lights up kind of like the screen does in uh, as like a flash. And so, um, you know, that's really useful if you're in a dark place, you know. Yeah, photo booth is like that, too. You can All right. It yeah. Well, that's Cameroid in a nutshell.
1: Yeah, there's funny. some other little things in there. I just have to play around with it. It's really funny. That's C-A-M-E-R-O-I-D dot com. You know. And, yeah, you don't have to sign up for an account, I don't believe. It's right now it's in beta, so I think you should expect more from it. Right now it's extremely simple. I mean, seriously, too close. But you don't need to sign up for an account to do anything. I think unless you want to post to the public gallery, I'm not sure. I no, you need, to up. Si-
0: you need to sign up to create your own gallery. You can create your own gallery. and use okay. That. okay, that's cool. All right, okay. next we have Jot. Jot mm-hmm. is amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to cover this one, but we can both do this. Yeah. Okay, Jot is amazing. It's like the best thing to happen to the world since the computer. But, anyway, Jot lets you send an email from your phone. And, you know, you're thinking, oh, I can do that with text messaging already. This is totally different. You know how you've always thought it's inconvenient uh, if you're like me and you don't have a QWERTY keyboard on your phone? Or even if you're an iPhone user and you have one of those iPhone keyboards that are awesome, but still, you know, they're not keyboards. Or if you're the regular phone user uh, that has a QWERTY keyboard. So, um... You know, this is awesome. And the way it does this is you call in, you call 1-800-JOT-1, no, I'm sorry, one jot 123 You have to sign up on the computer first. And it asks you simply, who do you want to jot? And uh, you say a name, you import contacts from your email. I imported from my Gmail. You can oh use Yahoo. Exactly. There you go. Um, y- Yahoo, stuff like that. Um, but then you say a name, uh, I'd say, if I was calling and I was gonna, wanted to email Steven, I'd say Steven, and then I'd say his name, and then it'd beep. And I'd record some, I'd record my voice saying something, uh, you know, something
1: Whatever,
0: like, yeah. Knows. Exactly. Something like, yeah. So anyway um, that's nice. Uh, uh, okay, I'm sorry, I didn't even get to the best part. And then, not only does it send an email to the to Stephen with the with the sound that i recorded, it converts that sound to text, uh, you know, very accurately, surprisingly accurately, and then emails it to him in a message. Um, and then, you know, if it's and if it's garbled or it, it, it says that I said something I really just wouldn't say, um, then, um, you know. That then, if you can listen to the audio, but most of yeah, the time you don't have really to funny. listen to the audio. And there's also a couple of other awesome features. I'll let Steven tell you about those, and I'll be right back.
1: Yep. And so, um, email is I think is really just one part of Jot. You could do lots of other things with Jot. Um, if anybody who's familiar with something totally different that I don't think we're going to talk about now, called Remember the Milk. Um, Jot is very similar to Remember the Milk, and in fact, you can use Jot with Remember the Milk. And so, like Spencer's already pointed out, it's basically just a voice transcription thing. So (laughs) you can use it with your cell phone. So if I'm out in the street and let's say I can use something called Jot Links to um, Jot different services, you know, to use Jot with different services. And so, for example, I'll say, who do you want to Jot? I say, Twitter. And so then it would say, okay, and then it beeps. I say my tweet and then uh, when it's done, it'll send out a tweet. And it'll the tweet will be whatever it's transcribed from my voice, and then a link at the end of the tweet um, to where the people can hear the audio recording It's garbled or something like that. And so I find this very useful for Twitter. I use it a lot for Twitter. But now that I have a Remember the Milk account, which is um, just so we can clear some now, I'm not going to talk about it. But um, it's just like a uh, get think like a to do thing, like a to do and remembering different tasks. Remember the Milk. And so that's rememberthemilk.com. Yeah, and, and
0: that's so, one of the nice features about that jot. Uh, remember the milk tweet. Um, I don't know if oh, you yeah. mentioned uh,
1: WordPress or not. Um. Yeah, um, you can also post different things to your blog, to your WordPress blog, to your um, to your Tumblr blog, to your Blogger blog, to your TypePad blog, etc., etc. It goes on forever. There's lots of other really cool things. Um, jot works with a lot of major things that would require text. And speaking of text, you can also use Jot to text message people the same as you would email somebody. Um, I know, it's just amazing the endless possibilities.
0: Yeah, actually, um, um, actually, do you guys mind if I give an example? Oh, sure. All right, I'm going to call Jot. Um, I'm already logged in on the computer, so I call. Want a jot. Let's say Stephen. Sorry. We couldn't find that name in your contact. Well, say Stephen. No. Stephen. It's because he it said let say. Is this correct? Yes. Hey Stephen, tell me if this worked or not. Got it. To cancel or re-record, press three or wait to record another jot.
1: Jot sent. And that's it. Yep. I should be getting an email any second now. <clears throat> yeah. You know, another
0: usually thing takes like you can about use
1: about five Jot seconds for, to convert. Yep. Another thing that you can use Jot for is just to organize your life and things like reminders. So if you're out and, I don't know, let's say you could have a folder in here for your grocery list. If you're, you know, out at a restaurant, you all of a sudden remember, oh, I need milk, let's just say. So you could call Jot and say, remember the milk. <laughs> and, um... Then in your Jot, um, what do you call it, in your Jot inbox on Jot.com, you could, you know, you would see your thing, Remember the Milk, your Jot. And so then you could drag it over into Reminders, or you can simply, when you Jot, instead of saying Jot to Self or whatever, you could just say Reminder, and then it will go directly into your Reminders folder, and then through your Reminders, it will, it's very similar to like something in iCal, so that you can... Um, look at them to remind yourself, but it'll also send you a text message if you want. I mean, I don't have it set up with that, but if you want, it can also send you a text message or an email or, you know, et cetera, et cetera, uh, to when you, um, whenever you have it set. So if I say, you know, I don't know, pick up Johnny tomorrow, then tomorrow at whatever time I say, it'll send me a text message to remind me. Exactly.
0: Um, you know, I don't think they've really, this is still again in beta, Actually, now it just sent me a notification saying the job was done.
1: Yep, but I just got an email. Exactly. Um, how did, how's that conversion? Hey, Stephen, tell me if this is worse or not. Well, you know. <laughs> it doesn't work all the time. That's okay. but, yeah, but it the audio. Or... So, let's go in here. <clears throat> Wait one second, I have to bring up my browser. Hey, tell me if this works or not. You hear that? Hello?
0: Yeah I, yeah, I did. Hey, Steven, tell me if
1: this works or not. Yeah, so just like that. It's very easy to <clears throat> communicate with, especially large groups. You could set up Jot to do groups. So let's say I have it set up for family or something like that. And if I say, it says, who do you want to Jot? I said, family. And then it will... Uh, Whatever I say, whatever it transcribes It will automatically send, you know, a text message or an email Whatever I set it to do To all of the people in that group all at once So I don't need to individually email different people It's just like seeing different people in an email Except on the go And this is also really good for something like Twitter If you have it set up with SMS You're probably thinking Well, on my phone anyway, why don't I just SMS it And then, you know, there's no chance of it getting messed up Or anything like that Well, what if you're in the car? Not only is it dangerous, but in some places it's illegal to, you All know, oh, places are illegal. Whatever. Now U.S. law prohibits it. I know. So if you have a Bluetooth headset or something like that, or if your car has Bluetooth, you can use Jot with that, and then you can do all your things while you're driving legally and safely.
0: All right. Next, we have something to talk about. Jot's awesome. Uh, but we think we have something a little more, well, almost a little more awesome. It's called Picnic. Uh, you know, have you ever been messing around with say Photoshop or Photoshop elements?
1: Uh
0: you know, they're awesome, they can do some cool stuff, but they're confusing. You know, they're horribly confusing to me. I mean and I'm a power user of the computer. But um so we so these people uh at a company called Picnic went out to design some awesome soft some awesome web application software. And this stuff is on, uh, this stuff is based in Flash. You know, it's not the best, but it works. Uh, you know, it heats up your computer a little bit because of Flash. But anyway, Picnic is, uh, replacing photo editing software that you get on your desktop that's expensive. And Picnic's free, and Picnic's, like, it has some awesome features. Uh, I'll have a link to it in the show notes. But you should definitely check this out. And like I said earlier, it integrates with with Flickr. So if you have a photo on Flickr, but say, ooh, that person has a blemish, and I want to fix it up because it's just gross.
1: Uh, <laughs> on oh, MySpace or Facebook or PhotoBucket, Picasso, all the popular ones.
0: Oh yeah, but so, or actually, you can fetch them from any website if they If you, it doesn't even have to be a .jpg URL, you can just yeah. give it. Like I I gave it. I give it, um, I give it uh, your your domain. I'm sorry. I give it our domain dbpodcast.com. It didn't find anything, it didn't have any images there. But if we add an image, it'll find it and then it'll display it in a window for me to, to select. Oh, that's
1: great. But
0: so anyways, you say there's a blemish there, you click, you click send, and from Flickr, you click send to picnic. Uh, cause Flickr actually integrated with it. So, you know, it's kind of from both sides, uh, from, like, you know, with Flickr. Um, excuse me. But, uh, so, and then you simply click on touch up, you simply, and you simply click on blemish, and then you just move your little cursor on the blemish, and it
1: disappears. It yeah, but it's similar to iPhoto, I would say. Except online. No,
0: oh, no, no, it's better than
1: iPhoto. I'm sorry. I it's love iPhoto, but it's better than iPhoto. No, <laughs> I, I don't like iPhoto that much either, but anyway.
0: Yeah, well, that's pretty much Picnic. Um, I'm trying to kind of get through these. Um, and next um, is Animoto. And uh, Steven, have you had much experience with Animoto?
1: Um, very little.
0: Yeah. Okay. Anyways, Animoto is an awesome tool. Awesome tool. That lets it help make fast, beautiful picture slideshows that actually move to the beat of music. And, you know, you're thinking, oh, I can do the same thing besides, can't you do this in Slide Rocket? No. No, no, no. These are videos. So, like, you know, they move around, they spin, they twirl, they fly, they. Photos do awesome stuff to correspond with music. Um, I'll actually put a link to Animoto and a link to one of our um, one of the videos that we did in Animoto in the show notes. Um, you'll love it, I promise. Uh, one of the nice things is, you know, it's completely free. It's in a public beta, so anybody can use it for free. You need to get an account to sign up, but it's really easy. They ask you email, age, uh, password, confirmed password. General yeah, stuff. Yeah, and and you know, terms of use agreement. Then you just click sign up. They don't even have to check the email. Um, oh, that's fair. But so they um, so that's really awesome, um, and it's totally awesome. It's awesome. That's one of my favorites. I have to say, it is one of my favorite services we're doing today. I like a lot of them, but I think Animoto is one of my favorites. Um, but you know, it's. It's it's super cool. It's replacing slideshows. Next one is that, Steven. Do you have anything else to add? Um,
1: nope. That's pretty
0: much it. All right. Well, uh, we had one more service. I'm just gonna mention it really fast. It's called Clearspring. It's www.clearspring.com, and that makes that you make a embeddable uh, flash widget of um any what uh, any web page. You know, it just Pretty fast, pretty awesome. I done a, cu- I did a couple. It's not that notable, I guess it's one of our honorable mentions. Um, but another one, another uh, honorable mention I have is Sprout Builder. is pretty much the same as Clearspring. You know, just a couple of awesome other services. Uh, is, is Clearspring free? Clear, yes, Clearspring is free. Um, just a couple awesome services.
1: Uh, you know, well.
0: That's pretty much all I have to say about our web services. What about you, Stephen? That's pretty much it.
1: I think that, you know, you definitely need to check these out. These are some of our best ones. There are lots of other web services and applications out there. If you have any that you particularly like or enjoy and you think that we should know about it, um, you can email us at uh, dualbootinfo at gmail.com, I believe is a temporary um, email address. Well, trust me,
0: guys, we're really working on getting our... uh, things
1: in uh itunes and getting our own email address sorry my laptop's about to die hold just a second okay so that's dualbootinfo uh d-u-a-l-b-o-o-t-i-n-f-o at gmail.com for any information just go ahead and give us a a quick email and we'll be sure to respond
0: yeah definitely um i just want to i just want to mention really fast um You know, this is our first episode. Yeah. (laughs) We honestly wanted it to be like 15 minutes, but uh, right now we have two 15-minute segments, a 12-minute segment, and like another 10-minute segment that we're recording now.
1: Yeah, we might might be able to edit it down, but I doubt it. Anyway, Yeah. all of our episodes, we're we're not really sure, sure. we'll try to make them shorter, but I mean, this is the first episode, this podcast is still evolving, so we'll see how this turns out.
0: Definitely. you have any tips for us, uh, just again, give us an email, dualbootinfo at gmail.com. Um, yes, definitely. Uh, definitely. Uh, okay. Um, all right. That's all I have. Um, Stephen, have anything else? That's it for me. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the first episode of the Dual G- Boot podcast covering web applications and services.
1: Um, well, we we'll hope you become a good for this episode of reason. reason. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, All right, we'll, so I guess you should stop now before we ramble any further. Yeah, trust, trust us, we'll ramble, like, t- forever. All right. Yeah. Well, good thanks thing GarageBand is help. Thanks for listening to Dual Boot. Um, have a nice day, and goodbye. Thank you for listening to episode number one of the Dual Boot podcast, covering web applications and services visit us online at dbpodcast.com.